0: Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. Tonight is June the 2nd, 2022, and this is episode 122 of the workshop podcast. And we are working on streaming across multiple platforms, and I think we've got it going really well now. So, how is everyone this fine evening? It has been warm here, which I enjoy immensely, and tonight we are going to extol the virtues of the lowly five-gallon bucket. Jeffrey Garrison just arrived. Nice to have you. Man, we got uh, some new names in here already. This is good. Got John Palmer in here, and uh, we got some people over. What do we got? Brian and Liberty Meat Solutions over in the Telegram group. So, for the record, we are live. Where are we? Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. YouTube, two feeds on Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, and the Prepper Broadcast Network tonight. This is a worldwide conglomeration of preparedness-related media, and we're going to talk about the five-gallon bucket tonight, which is kind of cool. Anyway, before we do, we will dive into the normal, standard kind of announcements. Let's get those out of the way. And what do we got for you this week? So, Saturday night, if you guys have been following... You will know that in the workshop community, we are rather partial to the Going Home Book Series, so much so that we had the author on here to interview him, which was great. So Saturday evening, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, is going to be the first installment of our online book club, where we (laughs) try that again, Tim, where we're going to discuss book number one of the Going Home Book Series, Perfect. I get some uh, feedback on the lack of feedback over on Telegram. So thank you, uh, Liberty. I almost thought it was Brian. And uh, number two, the TikTok channel. So this is really cool. I am quite excited. I've been, uh, okay. So two weeks ago, I was on the Wednesday afternoon live stream with Nicole and John Willis. And John basically told me if you're not using TikTok, hello, Silver Streak over on Element. That is the in house. Um, chat from Prepper Broadcast Network. John said, if I'm not using TikTok, then I don't love money, or at least, uh, you know, I should. So <laughs> I'm on there. I'm getting someone on Fiverr to take my eight minute tour review videos and turn them into 45 second TikToks. And the most recent one got 22,000 views, which is kind of crazy. So <laughs> uh, I got to bring this up while we're doing this. Jeffrey, that is a great comment. It said, Float re- float, Represent. Great to have you, Jeffrey. It said, Old five-gallon containers are the new currency of the apocalypse. I think there is some truth to that. We got people everywhere here. And, okay, so if you're looking, if you like TikTok, and I know some of you don't, and that's totally fine. I just want to get... You know the gospel of preparedness out to as many people as I can, and so hence the platform of TikTok. So if you do like it, I pinned the link to the channel in the YouTube comments, plus it'll be in the description of wherever you happen to be watching this video this evening, or in the near future, whatever it happens to be. And also, I didn't mention this, but I started a separate YouTube channel just for the workshop shorts. So I will get that link out there soon. I just wanted to have somewhere separate that that could go because they do really, really well on TikTok. They do pretty damn good on Instagram Reels. And I want to have a place where, hey, if I'm using it, I might as well use it. Oh, and we are also streaming live on Studio uh, Radio 8424. Nice to have you in the Telegram group tonight. Josh Sloan, nice to have you. And Ted McDonald, great to have you. And number three, you've heard me mention it, but if you haven't, go by PrepperBroadcasting.com. What an incredible community over there. I love those guys. Our uh, intrepid commander, as we love to call him, James, he's running the thing over there, and it is great. Hi, Rachel Brown. Uh, So go by there, PrepperBroadcasting.com, to listen live, to sign up for a membership, and to find out more about all the incredible hosts we have over there. I love it, and I'm excited because in September, I'm going to get to meet them, in just about everybody it's going to be like a family reunion a family that's never met yet so i'm quite excited about that hey dan warren nice to have you and today's tool that's the next section here it is something i've been using just recently it's the dewalt edger attachment so if you have the 60 volt dewalt weed trimmer weed whipper weed whacker whatever you want to call it whipper snipper as my dad always called it if you have that and it has the quick attach Uh, disconnect on it. Well, I've been using the DeWalt edger. First time I've ever owned a power edger in my life. And I have to say, I'm pretty blown away. Of course, you know, I I looked like a drunk snake walking home after three too many at the bar the first time I used it because the line went like this a bit, but it's a lot of fun to use. It has tons of power. So check it out. The link is in the description. If you're interested, you want to just check it out. it will take you by the Amazon link. You can check it. And if you like it, you can support the channel we got a little green showing there. Oh, and now we got it coming this way. Always live, hey? You like that green? That's a nice paint. For those of you on the audio, uh, my backdrop just slid around a little bit. Okay, so how many of you guys are Simpsons fans? At least, um, you know, the only Simpsons I like to talk about are the first 10 seasons of the Simpsons. So I don't know if you guys remember, there was an episode way, way back when Bart was super excited that they were going on a field trip. And they didn't tell them where they were going. And when they pulled up to the place, they were absolutely. (laughs) Rachel Brown says she doesn't see a point in an edger. I agree. So I got to tell you something. I'm going to talk about an edger for a minute because I thought about that a lot last night. And I didn't take a lot of pictures, but uh, I'm backtracking, sidetracking here. The sidewalks had lost about four to five inches of cement from where the dirt and debris had built up over the last few years. So by edging, it keeps that, uh, the soil off the concrete. It helps protect it. It gives you the full use of your walkway and less likely to trip on it. Plus, it looks pretty damn good. Um, and if you stay on top of it, it's not much work. But around here, a lot of the sidewalks haven't been done in years, and they've been encroached by three, four, five inches of soil and debris. So we'll see. I, I'm testing it out, I'm looking, taking good care of this 12-unit apartment building and wanted to make it look pretty spiffy. So back to the Simpsons. So Bert, he gets on the bus, And Principal Skinner says, hey, we are going on a field trip. I hope you enjoy it. So they pull up, and it's absolutely, at least to Bart, the worst place in the world they can go. To the damn box factory. And, of course, Bart thinks that is absolutely boring. Now, if Charlotte was in here, every year I'm reminded of a Facebook memory. Because when when Charlotte was little, Charlotte and Alice, I started them on the early episodes of The Simpsons. And she looked at me, and she said... Well, Dad, I would really love to go on a tour of a box factory. Now, that is me as well. I absolutely would be enthralled to go on a tour of a box factory. So if some people find a box factory boring, then maybe you might not enjoy the five-gallon bucket story I'm going to tell you. But for me, I think something as ubiquitous, ubiquitous? yeah, <laughs> anyway, something that is thrown away barely given a thought, seen on the side of the highway everywhere you go, I think it's a pretty important part of modern society. Now, you might be saying, Tim, you are literally pumping up a five-gallon bucket to make it sound like it's something special. Well, anyway, let's dig into it. We're going to talk. I've got... Anyway, there's so much to talk about the five-gallon bucket. I just... Yes, Josh Sloan says he likes clean lines as well. And John, I do use a weed eater for edging as well. I'm just not that damn good at it. So I figured, hey, why not get a tool that makes me uh, look better than I actually am? Ted, my man, says he loves the five-gallon bucket. I do too. So in the 1960s, um, let's go back, way back, and we'll do a little history here. But in the 1960s, buckets were basically made out of metal. They had those pressed-on metal lids, and somebody named William Roper, I don't know if that's from the Roper uh, appliance company or not, but his family owned a plastic injection molding company in LA. He was the one to invent the first five gallon plastic bucket. And I don't know, he didn't patent it because a few years later the patent come along, but I just thought that was rather interesting for something that we absolutely take for granted and see everywhere has only existed since 1967. Rachel Brown says the five, five gallon buckets are liter- are the most versatile thing in existence. I think you're sneaking a peek at my notes because my very next note said <laughs> the five gallon bucket is literally the duct tape of the storage container world. It's literally, I'm gonna stop using the word literally Tim, but it, it has thousands of possible uses. And that's what I really like. Um, John says, I use a bag over my head to look better than I am. Oh, <laughs> my wife still loves me. Uh, snail Creek. How are you, buddy? Hard to homestead without a bucket. He says, yes. And JS Josh says, me too, Ted. I facilitated the distribution of thousands of five gallon buckets after hurricanes, totally utilitarian. So for me, you guys have heard me talk about the importance of standardization, whether that's standardizing on the 12 gauge shell for home defense Or standardizing on the narrow mouth mason jars because you only want to keep one type on hand uh, standardizing on the scepter gas can gas jugs or in this instance standardizing on the five gallon bucket for storage now when we're talking about standardization systems in general anything that we're running whether it's a homestead whether it's a business whether it's distribution systems need standardization to be efficient. And if you guys go into my prepper pantry right at the moment, there's 19 or 25 gallon buckets that fit just perfectly on top of one another, stacked in the corner, full of food, because I standardize on that system. They are the, how do you want to, the the portable or individual serving size of the pallet and the shipping container. So let's run a little bit of math here. I thought this was pretty cool. So you guys know pallets. Pallets, for lack of a, you know, I don't want to get too specific, are basically four feet by four feet. Hundred and twenty. So if you order empty five-gallon buckets or pails, in Alberta they love to call them pails. So it's taken me a while to get used to that. So if you order a full pallet of empty buckets, all stacked together, bought in order to sell, you're going to get about 120 of them on a pallet. Now. If they're full, so say they're pickles, for instance, let's go with a five gallon bucket of pickles. They're going to be stacked three wide by four wide by three high. So you're going to get 36 buckets on a full pallet, 22 pallets in the standard 40 foot shipping container, which means in one sea container, sea can, shipping container, whatever you want to call it, you're going to get 792 buckets of pickles. Talk about standardization. I love it. Um, Oh yeah. Silverstreak said I like to use one as a seat while fishing uh js josh sloan here says can be used as chairs tables luggage luggable loo sink storage planters and on and on yes and ted says i've waited eight months for my new van to come in finally came in today but i can't get insurance because we're under oh tropical storm watch i'm sorry about that let me have a sip of bourbon to you there ted so Why are five-gallon buckets the standard? What in the world made them so damn good? Yeah, yeah, we're really in a pickle. That is a lot of pickles. Um, Brian, you said that's a lot of pickles. Yeah, I thought so. When Becky was pregnant with the twins, her dad called up um, Harvey's, which is like a Canadian burger joint up here, and purchased her a five-gallon bucket of pickles because that was one of her cravings. I thought that was pretty sweet. But yes, that's a lot of pickles. We could fill it with anything. So why are they the standard? What in the hell made the five-gallon bucket so damn versatile? <laughs> well, they're big enough to hold a lot. They're small enough that they're not too heavy. Most anything you buy in a five-gallon bucket that's a food stuff or something you're going to, say, put on a shelf at a hardware store is going to be under 50 pounds, and most of them are going to be under 40 pounds. Mine is Maker's Mark there, Snail Creek one, to know if it's Four Roses bourbon. This one's Maker's Mark with some Diet Pepsi in there which a lot of people hate but um, Rachel Brown says most of hers hold feed uh, now I'm not sure if she no I'm just kidding I was gonna say it holds dogs chickens ducks rabbits and people but I think she means feed anyway <laughs> so yeah they're they're big enough to hold a hell of a lot they're small enough that when they're full a single person can lift them and carry them without violating OSHA they stack beautifully of course again right inside the other they're sturdy and like I said, They're not going to exceed OSHA limits unless you're filling them full of like lead shot or something like that. They can survive because they're plastic. A lot of times they're going to survive a bump or a fall. They're watertight, which we love for storing food in. They're dustproof for the most part. They're pretty rodent resistant. I'm sure a real persistent rat could get through one, but for the most part, they're rodent resistant. They're super cheap to construct. Relatively speaking, of course, everything's more expensive than it was. Um, they're strong, but lightweight, so they don't add a whole lot to the shipping cost. And something I hadn't thought of when I was doing research for this episode, they're non-reactive. So just about any chemical within reason, there are some that will react to it, but for the most part, those HDPE or whatever, five gallon buckets are non-reactive. So almost any chemicals can be stored in plastic. Almost any food can be stored in plastic. And they're really good at withstanding, hot and cold temperatures, you know, extremes. Like have you ever seen a five gallon bucket froze solid? It spreads out, but it usually almost always doesn't crack. Um, Oh, here we go. We got some more here. Ted says, um, get five gallon pickle buckets from restaurants. Yes. I'm going to share some of these in a little bit here. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey says, What you doing? Me? Oh, just over here violate Nosha. Ain't that the truth, right? <laughs> and so, yes, Josh, you are right. There is quite a bit of variation in five gallon buckets. So, yeah, they're not perfect. There are, you know, standards and they have been standardized for the most part. But again, even with buckets, if we're going to standardize, make sure you standardize with the ones that you really, you know, that are going to work together. So, we're going to move on here in a minute. I I'll tell you where the whole idea behind this episode came from was when I was in the States, I picked up this really cool $5 accessory for my five gallon bucket at Lowe's. It snaps onto the bucket and it turns it into a scoop slash dustpan. So I can literally just lay it down on the ground and sweep the dirt into it, or I can scoop it into gravel and pick it up. It's awesome. So that's where this whole (laughs) mentality of this episode came from. So, 11 interesting facts about the five gallon bucket. The handle. Now, if, if you knew this, put your hand up in the comments or something. I didn't know this. The handle is called the bail, B A I L. I'm guessing it got its name from bailing water or the term bailing water from a boat came from that. I don't know. Home Depot and Lowe's most recently just raised their price to five bucks for a five gallon bucket. For years, apparently, they were $325. Didn't know that. The patent. For the five-gallon bucket expired in 1998, so up until 24 years ago, apparently somebody somewhere had to pay, uh, you know, some a, a small fee for every five-gallon bucket they ever made. I thought this one was kind of cool. The earliest bucket, hey Dan knew that. Ah, you, Dan wins. I'll give Dan a gotta bring him up on the live feed here because he knew that I didn't know that. Um, so the earliest buckets were made out of animal hides or possibly even animal organs, which I thought was kind of weird, kind of creepy, kind of, I don't know. Anyway, kind of interesting. Now, this was one. Anybody want to take a guess how many five-gallon buckets are made in North America every year? I will leave this fact till the last of the 11 here, so if anybody wants to throw that in the comments, you can take your best guess. Uh, Jeffrey says, is the handle called the bale, or is the bale called the handle? The mystery deepens. That's right. That's like, I've got a, a bucket here and a pail here. What's the difference, right? <laughs> so yeah, it was, that's the next one. Bucket and pail, they mean the same thing, basically. Except um, bucket can be more metaphorical, like a bucket of tears, I guess. Whatever, anyway. But it's mainly just geographical uses. You know how some people say Coke for pop. Some say pop. Some say st- soda. That's where that works. So if you want to know if a five-gallon bucket is food grade, look at the recycling symbol on the bottom. If it says HDPE... And number two, that is the best food grade uh, plastic you're going to find. But according to my research, one, four, and five are also technically food safe. Now this one is kind of morbid and weird, but uh, approximately 10 kids every single year drown in a five gallon bucket in the U.S., which is why they have that picture of the kid falling in the bucket on there. Uh, In the 1600s, residents were required to have their own firefighting bucket with their name on it and kept in good repair in their homes as part of a townwide firefighting procedure and the more risky the business the more buckets they had to have on hand i thought that was kind of cool js you are J- josh made a guess of 250 million buckets made each year you're actually not that far off anyway um 40 buckets it takes 40 buckets of dirt to equal a cubic yard I had to look that up. I thought that was interesting. Now, Josh, you aren't even, you're actually over by a little bit, but there are 170 million five gallon plastic buckets made in North America every single year. So Josh, you were pretty good. And (laughs) Brian says, if the kid could read the bucket, he wouldn't fall in and drown. Oh my God. Yes. So Ted, you're about twice as much there. So yeah, I thought 170 and I don't know worldwide. That seems, yeah. And I think I might have skipped this one, but the first plastic bucket was made in 1967, but the first plastic lid for a five-gallon bucket wasn't invented until four years later. So up until then, for the first four years, plastic buckets were naked. They, they had nothing to cover their insides, you know? So anybody who has sources for cheap or free five-gallon buckets, you can throw them up in the comments as we go along. I made a the top 10 list of places that I have known in the past that have been really good to me for getting five gallon buckets. Um, <laughs> oh, we got Jeffrey, the smart ass in the comments. And he said, I was going to say over 9,000 buckets made each year, but I was trying to practice self-control on the internet. Uh, you know what? We always love a good sarcastic joke here. And uh, I can't, I don't know if I brought this up but silver streak said they like to use one as a seat while fishing and okay. Yeah. <laughs> and dan says lid schmidt who needs a lid for a bucket ain't that the truth so for me in the past uh the first place i always went to to get five gallon buckets was restaurants Uh, apparently uh, firehouse subs you can buy the pickle buckets there for a couple of bucks try saying that 10 times fast but again the smell of pickles can be rather difficult to get out of buckets so also oil so when i worked at dairy queen we used to get our our, um, deep frying oil in five gallon buckets We'd always put them out back. There'd always be tons of them. We'd always give them away for free to anybody who ever wanted them. Number two, this one, this one was mentioned in Telegram the other day, but this is one where I used to go, uh, bakeries. They always have icing buckets. They tend to be square ones. So if you're looking for something that packs a little better, pushes back into a corner a little bit better, square five gallon buckets are where it's at. Now, my favorite place around here. Hey, we got the Philippine Nomad in here. Nice to have you, bud. A school and well, hospital cafeteria. So our local hospital cafeteria, when they have a bunch, we'll put them out on the, on like a table and they have just a donation bucket, throw a buck in, get a five gallon bucket. But I really like their two and a half gallon buckets. They're really good for like cleaning out eavesdrops or gutters. Um, I used to use them for washing windows out of until I bought a purpose-made square two and a half gallon pail for that. But they're a good place. Car washes are a great place if you're looking for empty five gallon buckets. Uh, their, their chemical or their, their, uh, soap come in that quite a bit. Plumbers. This is one you might not think about, but a lot of plumbers use a lot of glycol for heating and circulating systems. And again, they have to get rid of that and they tend to wash out really well. Um, Rachel Brown says, I got a guy, he gets the used six gallon ones from a factory and was selling them for two bucks. That's a good deal. Nothing wrong with that. Ice cream shops. Now they tend to have five gallon buckets, but they tend to be a little thinner and they just have those snap on lids that ice cream comes in so that's an option but a different type of pail or bucket landfills now depending on where you live whether your landfill will allow you to dig around or not with quotation marks around it they could be a place to check out i love scrounging at the dump anytime that i can find anywhere that garbage is um oh ted has one that i never thought of this is a great one guys pool cleaners, get a load of free buckets from them. So again, I'm going to make a Florida joke here, but we don't have a lot of pool cleaners up here in Alberta because our pool season lasts for about 14 and a half minutes. But if you live down where it's warm year round and the iguanas fall out of the trees, if it's 40 degrees or or colder, uh, then yes, check out with pool cleaners. That's a great spot. Oh yes. uh, (laughs) Medical research labs, paint stores, Josh says, I never thought of either of those. Um, the next one, construction sites. So not all five gallon buckets need to be food grade. I mean, a lot of them you're just, you're going to use for, I, I love them for cleanup. You know, if I'm cleaning up around a, like a work site, I just need to throw stuff in or say, I got a little bit of garbage you need to throw in whatever dirt. If you're hauling dirt, it don't matter what was in the bucket before for the most part. I go over to the town here. They have a big sand slash dirt pile that I get in the wintertime for traction. So whatever those buckets were, doesn't matter at all. Uh, Dan W says drywallers get a lot of buckets, but usually not a full five gallon. Yes, they're great. And again, uh, well, drywall mud, if you get the water hot enough and spray the inside of the bucket, they'll clean out pretty good anyway. Uh, but construction sites, there's always a ton of empty pails kicking around and usually they're just happy to get rid of them. Now, in Alberta, at least, the side of the road is a great place to find empty buckets. Everywhere I go, there's always some on the side of the road. Um, You know, a lot of times they're oil, that kind of stuff. But if you're looking, that's a good place to check. Um, Yeah, Brian says he has a half dozen in the back of his service van, and he works in the petroleum industry, working with gas stations. And Ted says that his pool season lasts 14 months out of the year. Absolutely. (laughs) Dan W., painters? Yes actually the paint shop here in town has a huge pile of empty or you know dirty but empty five gallon buckets out back of them right now i forgot about those guys uh, like i said side of the road if you're not adverse to pulling over to the side of the road and picking something up it's a great place to look and finally a place that i have uh pretty good luck looking for things on occasion is just to post online be like hey I'm looking for a bunch of 5 gallon buckets. Who has some? Where can I get them? And people love to source them. Yes, uh Silver Streak over on PBN says cat litter can come in 5 gallon buckets. Yes, it does. I those are great. And if anybody else is a Costco fan, I got kind of sad. I used to love the um the cat litter containers that Costco had. They were green with a handle and a screw-on lid. They switched to cardboard boxes about a year, year and a half ago and I miss those green buckets. I used them for everything. They were, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of good uses for them, and will <laughs> put it out there. If you fill them half full with wood shavings, they make a really good urinal for your garage. You know, maybe too much information, but I always thought that was an awesome use for them. Sorry for the ladies there, but um, yeah. So if you're looking to get that smell of pickle juice out of your five-gallon buckets, there's a lot of suggestions on the internet but the best one that I've tried in the past is baking soda so you know a cup or a couple of cups of baking soda to the five gallons of water scrub it all around on the insides let it sit for a bit and then maybe set it out in the sun for three or four days and that seems to help quite a bit but a lot of times it ain't worth the effort (laughs) find a place that'll charge you three or four or five bucks for a brand new one and you might be better off than trying to scrub that pickle juice out of there or get the pickle ones for dirt or other things. Rachel says that made her laugh. Thank you. And Josh said, add a garden sprayer for a redneck bidet. Yes, I love that. Uh, Liberty over on the Telegram said, donut shops have lots of food grade glazings and filling buckets. Yes, those are great. Um, Speaking of donut shops, I fed two pigs for an entire, you know, growing season out of Tim Hortons and the Chinese and pizza places around. So yeah, there's always good stuff kicking around there. Yes. Um, Philippine nomad said the baking soda and vinegar solution is good for getting rid of pickle juice. And he said, we have some food grade size restaurant size, mayo, ketchup, etc. from our local big box retailers that come with slightly rounded square rectangular shapes. I like those. They stack better than the round ones. They're a better use of storage space too. Um, I don't know if there are more or less sturdy, but they are nice. Um, okay. And Ted says the only thing I found that gets the pickle smell out of buckets is time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Leave it out, leave it to the air and just let it go. Uh, and garden girl over on element says I get two to four gallon buckets for free from my Kroger bakery. Awesome. I love it. Bakeries are great. Um, I find the bigger box stores have gotten a little harder about giving that stuff away, but yes, they're great. Okay. So this is what kind of inspired this episode. So if you guys have ever looked online, there is a metric shit ton of cool accessories or upgrades or whatever you want to call them, add-ons to the lowly little five gallon bucket. So I ended up taking screenshots of a bunch of them and I thought, you know what, this is going to be an audio thing. So I'm going to do my best to just describe each one of these. We'll work our way through fairly quick. Hopefully you guys uh, found, um, find some value out of this because there's some cool things that I hadn't seen. And of course, the one I told you about was the clip on dustpan. I love that thing. Um, Yeah. And uh, Garden Girl says she really likes the rectangle ones. Absolutely. So the first one, Josh mentioned this one earlier, but if you've ever seen it, is the loggable loo. It's basically a snap on toilet seat that you can put on top of a five gallon bucket to make a portable porta potty. Wait, that's redundant. We've got the Department of Redundancy here. Anyway, yeah, so Lugabaloo. That, to me, I thought was great. Uh, The clip-on dustpan, number two, from Lowe's. That was so sturdy, I couldn't believe how good it was. Uh, Hey, Homestead Glamour Girl, nice to have you. Good evening. Bucket gardening seems to be a trend. Looking to see what other ideas there are. Yes. Gamma Seal lids, vacuum cleaner top. (laughs) Haha, Josh has been looking at my list tonight. Uh, Yeah, so... The next one I thought this was pretty cool was the handle upgrade. I saw this on my Handyman uh, mastermind group on Facebook the other day. They sell it's like a clip on, heavy duty, um, ergonomic handle upgrade, I guess. Basically, it fits over the existing handle, so it makes it much easier to carry a heavy load. I like that. Ted says the bucket boss. I ran into that. I'm not sure if I've got that one on my list, but it's pretty cool too. Um, Oh yeah, there it is. Very next one, Ted. The Bucket Boss Tool Bag. So that's basically a cloth or fabric bag that fits down in and over a five-gallon bucket. If you haven't seen this, it looks like an old-fashioned tool apron that fits all the way around. So inside the bucket holds tools, and around the outside is pockets that hold all of a bunch of different miscellaneous hand tools and stuff. I love it. It Looks really cool. I've been wanting to get one. Uh, This is one I picked up at home depot over the summer and haven't used it yet but it's a parts tray organizer and it there's um i think three or four of them will fit in a bucket and you just offset them so that they sit on top of one another they fit down inside with a little removable handle and they've got three or four compartments for holding miscellaneous parts and tools i love that one uh, now this is the one josh was looking at my uh notes for gamma seal lid if you guys haven't looked at the gamma seal lid they're an incredible upgrade from the standard old, you know, snap-on and hope you've got a tool to open it in ten years down the road. But they they give it a, a dual seal lid that you can screw on and screw off. They're awesome. Another one I came across was a shoulder carry strap. It clips onto those two little ridges below where the lid snaps on, and it looks like a uh, like a rifle sling and it allows you to carry a five gallon bucket over your shoulder. So, say you're out foraging for mushrooms or blueberries or whatever, gives you something to carry and dump things right into so you don't have to go and buy something specific for it. Uh, this one was really cool. They make a grill insert and not for grilling, but it goes into the bottom. So, if you're using your five gallon bucket as a mop bucket, it keeps your mop up off the bottom of the five gallon bucket about four inches so that any of the grit and dirt is down in the bottom and you're not spreading it back out over on the ground. Um, Yes, so uh, Ted says, all my plumbing tools are in a bucket box. Josh says, a chicken nest box lid. Yep, absolutely. Uh, And, oh, this is good. Uh, Garden Girl over on PBN says, my dad was a general contractor and loved using a five-gallon bucket for his tools. The drop-in tool organizer worked great. Yeah, I I love things like that. I don't know why. Funny how an entire episode about five-gallon buckets can be rather interesting, but you learn something every day. Uh, so tackle box, there's a really cool kind of inside, outside, uh, tackle box that allows you to pick up a five gallon bucket and go and do your fishing. And Ted says, what they make a carry strap, uh, carry shoulder strap for buckets. Yeah. I thought it was really neat. Yeah. And it really does. It looks like a rifle sling, but it lets you kind of, you know, go on your merry way, like, uh, Mary Poppins or little red riding hood going on somewhere. And you just use it as like a shoulder bag. It's great. Uh, seat cushion. So uh, there's a lot of snap on seat cushions that basically snap down on where the lid would be. Again, there you go. you got storage and you've got a little stool. Uh, now this one was a, an upgrade, but if you have five gallon buckets that are snapped down into place get yourself one of those bucket lid openers. When I was a kid, my dad always had them in the meat department because they would get like I don't know, like pickled ham hocks or something in them and they had to open them and they had these big long aluminum hooks that would uh, go around the the lid and snap up and break the lid off. It worked great. So if you're going to use standard lids, purchase a lid opener for sure. Uh, Philippine Nomad said the paracord handle. I like that idea. Uh, Mouse trap. So you guys have probably seen homemade mouse traps with a five gallon bucket. Well, these are actually a snap on lid with a little ramp and the stupid little mice, walk up into it, go through the, the uh, trap door and down in. So then you have like a, a totally reusable mouse trap that you can catch. Infinite mice. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, Martinson family says, a lot of my friends in the electric trade use buckets and inserts instead of tool belts. Yeah, they're great. Um, oh, and Liberty says, the square cat litter boxes make great chicken nest boxes. Absolutely. I can see that. So next one, this one's cool. It's a snap on pump. So this could be used for anything. It it looked like it was used mainly for like soap and different things, but it just snaps down and you pump down and it will, it's just a a suction based pump that snaps right onto the top of your five gallon bucket. Uh, Another one is a wall hanger. This was really cool. It screws right to the wall and it gives you kind of a, a half wire mesh holder that you could put a five-gallon bucket in. So if you need to store your buckets up off the floor, those are great. Uh, Paint paint pouring spout, I thought these were really cool. It basically snaps on similar to the dustpan I was talking about. It's a little narrower, uh, like a little shorter, but a little wider, and allows you to pour paint out of your five-gallon bucket really, really well. Uh, Brian from Lots Project says, bucket vac, vacuum head for a bucket. (laughs) Oh boy, there was a lot of V's there. And I read that that way on purpose. Uh, I have a grit guard for when I'm cleaning grout. Ah, that's a great idea. Um, okay, another upgrade, or maybe this is more of a hack, uh, color-coded buckets. So if you guys look in, there's a bunch of different supply places that you can order from. Amazon's the same way. You can get multicolored buckets. So a lot of the ones I've seen are yellow, orange, blue, green, red, black, so you can color code them so you know exactly what you need. Josh says bucket wheels. Yep, that one is one as well. I love that one. Uh, actually, <laughs> the very next one, bucket dolly. So it's basically a four-wheel dolly that you can either, That it's really nice. So it comes up, you sit the five-gallon bucket in, and then it has some wing nuts that you tighten in, and it holds it into place. Yes, so uh, Brian is asking the question, how to get apart two stuck buckets? I have two tricks for that. The first one is uh, you can put uh, an empty, with the cap on, two liter pot bottle in between each bucket, but that seems like a lot of work. So, this one was from the Essential Craftsman I seen on YouTube uh, months ago. I've used it, it works great. So, if you can take like a little screwdriver, you know, when they're airlocked like that, if you can pull the outside of the bottom bucket, the one that's sealed tight, so you can't separate them, pull it out a little bit and just pour a little bit of water down there. It doesn't need to be much. You know, four or five capfuls, just if you got a water bottle, pry that open a little, dump that down. That bucket will pull right out without any cussing, any fussing, or any mussing. It works great. Uh, one of the best little hacks I've ever seen. Uh, vehicle bucket mount. This might be good for uh, Mr. Alexovich there. Um, there are, you put them to the floor, put bolts down inside them, And it gives you something that'll hold your five gallon buckets from sliding around while you're driving. Oh, I like that. Josh says a five gallon fly trap lid. Oh, that sounds really good. Never thought of that. And uh, John Palmer, a five gallon bucket as a dust collector with my shop vac. Yep, that's a good one. That was actually the next one I had there was a shop vac. Another one that was kind of cool was a bucket hoist slim Uh, sling. Try that again. Man, I was wrong, midnight. Basically, Uh, four points of contact, slides around the five gallon bucket and allows you to lift it up. So if you're, I don't know, needing to put liquid or something up onto a roof, you can do hand over hand, but it hooks onto a rope. I thought that was pretty cool. They, again, disposable bags. Um, Tom from Small Scale Life mentioned yesterday when I said I was going to do a five gallon bucket episode. Um, For marinating and brining, just get these thin food grade bags that you can put in there. That way the scent or the taste of whatever you're brining doesn't stick in the plastic bucket. (laughs) Liberty over on uh, telegram says when two buckets are stuck, take an ax to them. That's a life pro tip right there. He says that'll break the seal right away. I love it. (laughs) Um, Rachel says I cut the bottom out and a wedge out of the side and reattach the open edges for a culling cone for chickens. Never thought of that one either. I like that. You can get a pail heater so if you're looking for something to slide around so if you're doing fermenting when i used to do quite a bit of homebrew and stuff you can buy a heating jacket that made to fit right around a five gallon bucket another one was kind of cool were shower caps for five gallon buckets i thought they were neat so if you're working with liquids and things and you just need to temporarily cover them they sell these kind of quick slide on looks just like a massive shower cap that would fit over my big head put it over a five gallon bucket and you're good to go Um, next one is an umbrella stand cup holder. I like that one. It's basically a snap on. It had a hole in the middle for the umbrella. You could put sand or junk down in there to weight it down. And then it had four cup holders all the way around. You could probably make that yourself. And we'll talk about that after. Um, and a styrofoam liner. This one was cool. It's basically a perfect form of a five gallon bucket slides down inside. And then it turns your five gallon bucket into an insulated cooler. Also pretty cool. Uh, And then this one was really neat. It was a non-slit base. It bolts up or form fits up on the bottom of a five-gallon bucket, has rubber feet on the bottom, and keeps it from sliding across the floor. You know, I mean, in some instances, that's a good thing. Sometimes it's bad, but I liked it. little rubber feet for it anyway, basically. So that was the accessories. Those were some things I've run into. I'm sure you guys brought up a whole bunch. I've never seen people so passionate about five gallon buckets, but they're great. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Air compressor to blow the buckets apart. That's a great hack too, John. I like that. Dan Warren says uh, bucket water heaters are also great for drywall and tile cleanup. No cold hands. Oh, I like that. Uh, Yes, (laughs) Uh, Philippine Nomad, Mike there says, Barry one is a survival cache except in the great frozen north. Yeah, I give some thought to that because six months of the year, we couldn't dig them up, you know? Uh, And Ted says, y'all know you can use a pry bar to keep a five-gallon bucket from spinning around when you're trying to mix things. Hmm, I got to look that up. So the next section, and you guys will like these. You guys have already brought up a bunch of them already, but I like this. Um, 25 hacks or uses for the five gallon bucket uh this one i love this i i don't know why i hadn't thought of it before i'm going to try it but basically take and cut an x in the top of the lid and then a hole in the center of it and you've got a garbage bag dispenser so you put your full roll or whatever down inside pull one up and then it's just like a kleenex dispenser except it's for garbage bags and you're using an old five gallon bucket uh we already talked about the tip for getting them apart dump a little water down around the edges um Another one, number three here, if you're looking to, if you're looking for an easy way to wash off a roller when you've got paint all over it, stick it down over the edge so the roller's down in the bucket, kind of in the center, take a spray hose and just spray the side so that it starts spinning it really fast. So you're adding water and centrifugal force in there, but the bucket is collecting all of that runoff. So you're able to spray it off and keep it completely cleaned. Kind of a neat little one. Uh, You guys know I love my male Tupperware, otherwise known as milk crates. Well, a five gallon bucket fits quite well in a milk crate. So if you need a way to keep it from sliding around or you need to fit a a round peg in a square hole, it's a good way to do it for sure. Um, I like this one. This was something that reminded me of something old farmers would do. But, you know, if you ever had an old five gallon bucket and the plastic handle that goes around the metal wire broke off or get jagged. Well, if you have an old rubber hose or a garden hose kicking around, cut yourself off six inches of that and then take one side of the handle off, slide the hose up on and back down. It would work great and give you something extra to grab a hold of. Uh, Josh says a giant beer pong game. Yep. I can see that. That'd be a lot of beer to drink. Um, yeah. So if you guys have seen this one, uh, vertical plants for potatoes. I actually bought 16 pails these a couple of years ago. Never did it, but if you've got kind of south-facing fences that are wasted space, you can do a vertical garden of potatoes or other vegetables in buckets up on the side of your um, the side of your fence. I like that one. Um, this was a nice one. Becky and I looked at doing this back when we had chickens, but a full five-gallon bucket, hang it up by the lid. And in the bottom, you can screw a few holes and put those little pecking water nipples on there so chickens can just peck and get their water. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, You can plumb a bunch of them together, make an inexpensive aquaponics system, something I'm thinking about maybe trying. Another one, put a five-gallon bucket up on the roof of something, paint it black, fill it full of water, and you get yourself a poor man's solar hot water heater. Not a lot of water, but enough to give yourself a navy shower anyway. Uh, cut the bottom off. So this is one that I did years ago. Thanks, Ted. Ted says, do not forget to hit that like button for the workshop. Thank you, my friend. always appreciate that. So uh, years ago, I took a five-gallon bucket, and then I found one that was bigger. So I was able to cut the bottom off about three to four inches up, screwed the bottom of that bucket up to the bottom of the five-gallon bucket, put a few holes around the outside, and I had a cheap chicken feeder because those chicken feeders the five gallon galvanized ones were like 60 bucks when I was working back then so it was a cheap way to make a cool chicken feeder uh oh bait bucket uh Josh says bait bucket if used the battery powered bubbler and uh Jason Davis how are you said I love the subject three eighths holes mushroom propagation that is a great suggestion thank you Jason I like that one a lot uh okay Uh, This was a cool one. Take two two by fours on each end, make an X, put a shaft through the five gallon bucket, and now you have a homemade compost tumbler. Pretty cool. Uh, Here's another one. Put a pipe in it, fill it full of cement, and now you have a homemade umbrella holder. I like this one better than the store-bought one that doesn't have any weight in it. Uh, Garbage bag. Uh, I've been known to do this one on occasion too. Put a garbage bag in it, and then you can sit on it and do your business. You can put a pool noodle around it to make uh, a portable toilet seat, and then you can hang the toilet paper off of the handle if you want to. Just a a homemade luggable loo. Uh, Okay, Uh, Liberty over on Telegram says, I used to screw a milk crate to my kayak when fishing because a five-gallon bucket uh, would fit perfectly in it as a live well. Love that idea add a battery powered bubbler and a gamma seal lid. Keep your live minnow bucket in it until you hit the lake. That is great. And studio says five out of five on telegram. That's great. We got a good signal there. Okay. Uh, next one you can, and I'm sure everybody's done this at one time, but buckets work great as temporary frost covers. So if you've got your transplants out, say tomatoes and that kind of stuff, put them down over overnight, take them off once the risk of frost is done works great. Um, Also, if you've got something like a small shrub that you want to take really good care of, you can put that over for all winter cover as well. Awesome. Oh, and we're good on Odyssey and YouTube as well. Uh, Brian says, use your umbrella holder idea for a portable fence post. Yes. Uh, If you ever go into some of the hardware stores when they have a display of the spray foam, they do that in a five gallon bucket. It works great. But yes, that would be a really good temporary uh, portable fence post. Uh, What else we got here for you? So this is one I did years ago, bury a bucket in the ground so that you got about two to three inches of the bucket above the ground so that you can keep kind of invasive herbs and that sort of thing. So you can basically have an in-ground herb garden that isn't going to spread too easily. So something like mint or strawberries that are really good at spreading, but you maybe want to keep them contained for whatever reason, you can use a five gallon bucket in the ground, three to four inches above the ground. Um, Next, lay them on their side, fill them full of wood chips, and they can make cheap chicken nesting boxes. I've done that before. Ted says, what's frost? It's, um, it's kind of like sand, but more frozen. I know it's, it's a weird concept. Um, I I heard iguanas don't really like them, but Ted wanted to know about frost. Um, and Liberty says at events, if you're vending or camping or in a parking lot for farmer's market, instead of tent stakes, just bring buckets and fill with water. Love it. That's a great idea uh fish trap so i this one was one i'd never seen before when i was putting this episode together so if you take a piece of hardware cloth and you make kind of an inverted cone so it's wide on the end so it fits the five gallon bucket and then goes down to really narrow in the center you can make a homemade fish trap or a homemade fishware and we used to have them on the east coast like that but basically you put it in the water five gallon side the the open side out the fish swim in through that cone, they get in behind it and can't figure out how to swim back. Uh, a poor man's fish trap. I like that. Uh, Mike says also fill with cement, plaster and pole, string cordage, wire, etc, for parking restricted areas. Another great idea. Now, if you take it lengthways and screw the bottom to a wall, you can use it as a hose holder. So if you've got a few garden hoses you want to wrap around, or if you screw it really sturdy, you can use it as a simple place to wrap all of your extra extension cords to I like that one quite a bit uh this one came from the going home book series but if you want to make a maggot feeder or I'm sure like a fly larva feeder too for chickens hang the bucket up drill some holes in it and put the carcass in there and let the sun and nature do its thing and as the maggots form on the carcass they're going to fall out through the holes and the chickens are going to have a great time uh, josh says he likes storing his extension cords in buckets i'm going to try that now uh i like that that's a great thing i knew what you meant josh said his extension we'll leave that alone this one i saw i wasn't going to list it but it was on like every list i came across and it was a toddler swing <laughs> i thought they'd be kind of dangerous but if you sand down all the sharp edges maybe it would be okay but you basically just cut it into the shape of those toddler swings you see at um, daycares and things like that. Kind of neat. Um, fill fill a five-gallon bucket up almost all the way with sand, and you got a poor man's Christmas tree stand. I like that one quite a bit. And uh, this one was... I, I like these. So if you guys have seen the... Well, we've talked about them all night, but the square buckets. If you take them... I'm actually... I won't do this at the daycare, but I thought they might work really well at the daycare. <laughs> oh boy. Brian says, don't put water in the toddler swing. Our humor has gone uh, down the bucket tonight, guys. And Ted said, maggots. Well, chickens turn maggots into food. So, yes, I like that. Uh, so, stack a bunch, say three by three, four by four, whatever, of the square um, buckets against a wall, screw them to the wall, whatever you want. You got a great shoe organizer, parts organizer, whatever. With easy access to reach in and grab them. So those were all of the hacks that I had come up with. You guys shared a shit ton of them there. So, you know, me being a Canadian, quite often we get buckets from the UFA, which is the uh, United Farmers of Alberta store. I like their buckets. I get buckets from Canadian Tire. Those are pretty good buckets too. But they're both white and plain and don't have much good look to them. But Home Depot and Lowe's has incredible buckets, you know, the orange and the blue. I got a question for you. Maybe somebody can come up with a better suggestion. Home Depot calls their buckets Homer buckets, but I don't think Lowe's has a cute little nickname for theirs. their buckets. Anybody have a suggestion? Because I was thinking about that. I love the look of those blue buckets almost as much as I love the orange ones. But Nobody has a name for them. I thought that would be kind of cool. Uh, so <laughs> Liberty, yeah, we got, oh, let's bring up, we got a whole bunch here. So let's start over on Telegram. Liberty says, where did it go here? Uh, extra rainwater catchment for the inevitable drips and runover spots from the eaves of your house or outbuildings. Look at where the water washes out most under the roof edges, put buckets there. Extra water for your critters or garden. I like that. Uh, studio says any Trudeau sized buckets for cement. Hmm. Anybody know what he means by that? (laughs) Uh, snail Creek says, who would think you could talk for an hour about a bucket? Maybe even two. I, yeah, I don't know. I love this. I get all these weird ideas that I think I could put together and make a book sometime. This seems to be a really good companion episode to the one we did the other day about the waffle house. I don't know. I love these odd, weird topics, uh, add straps for a backpack. Yes. I saw that and didn't have that in my list that's a great one josh john palmer says we have a bucket load of ideas tonight and chris dixon says home hardware has the best bucket still working have to catch the replay no problem my friend always love having you and home hardware does have good buckets a bunch of my long-term food storage is in home hardware buckets but the yeah so who makes the better bucket home depot or lowe's that's the other question i don't know if any are better or worse but they yeah i like the color of them that's for sure so if anybody, if, if you're listening on the recording after Lowe's or Bucket, uh, or maybe Lois, hmm. I could listen to Lo- Lois the Bucket, yeah, like, uh, you know, from Family Guy even, that would be good. I'll, I'll give you that, Dan, I like Lois, the, the Lois Bucket from Lowe's, yeah, that works. <laughs> I'm glad somebody came up with it, I was trying to, you know, pick my brain and couldn't figure it out. Uh, Liberty says, Canadians can fill... Bu- <laughs> Liberty says Canadians can fill buckets with glocks, seal them well and bury them in the permafrost. Yes. Or accidentally have a boating accident. Um, Hence the name accident, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that Saturday night. All the new laws that they're trying to pass up here. I'm trying to think what other, yeah. So um, they work really good. Oh boy. Josh says he has friends in Lowe's places. I like that. That's really good. That's really cheesy. I like, yeah. Uh, If you guys are into making homebrew, for a lot of years, I did all of my primary fermenting into five-gallon buckets. So I would just put my wort, yeah, that's what they call unfermented beer, put that down in the five-gallon bucket, let it ferment and froth. Because if you try to do your primary fermenting in a carboy, and that's the glass thing that comes to the narrow uh, head or, you know, the, the lip at the top there. If you don't put a blow off hose on there, you're going to end up making a huge mess in your bubbler, your airlock, or you're going to end up blowing it right off. So I got to the point where when it was actively fermenting, I just did it in a five gallon bucket because all of that, uh, CO2 and stuff that's escaping won't allow anything else to come back in. Uh, Liberty says the puns still haven't kicked the bucket. Oh boy. Yep. That's a good one. Um, yeah. And Ted says, I hear they're looking for your super soakers up there. Yes. I've heard that too. Uh, I hope that's not true, but yes. Um, Martinson family says, get two Gearson MC nine ts Canadian for one glockenspiel. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, we'll leave that one there. Um, and Liberty says he can't help the corny jokes. Well, you know what? I guess we attract people of like minds and I am full of shit. I mean, uh, dad jokes. And so I guess I kind of attract people who enjoy corny humor because there's no shortage of that around here. You could almost say we have a bucket full of humor this evening, ladies and gentlemen. What other five, what other uses for five gallon buckets do you guys have? I knocked, I'm sure going through that list, I could have come up with Another 20 or 30 items, but I wanted to keep the episode to about an hour. And like you said, who would have thought we could have talked about a five gallon bucket for an hour? <laughs> oh, another thing that people um, out east quite a bit if, if you're, um, say, you're building a raft for in a lake, take a five gallon pail, fill it full of cement, put a chain link or a few chain links in there or something of a loop so that you can tie a chain off to it. And you've got yourself again, a cheap poor man's anchor that isn't going to float anytime soon. Uh, And Josh says, I got to get a handle on my bucket jokes. Oh, Josh, could you put a lid on that humor? It's getting a little, uh, you're getting a little carried away. Oh boy. There we are. Just a little too much bourbon. No, I'm just kidding. You can never have too much. Can we? So yeah, if, unless you guys have more suggestions, to share about five gallon buckets. This has been a great episode. I I really do. I love things like this. I've got a lot in the pipeline. They're a lot of fun, a lot of laid back. Uh, You know, I'm sure we could do a follow-up to this or maybe we could, I don't know, I I don't know if we could talk an entire hour about milk crates, but I most certainly could attempt to because uh, my buddy Chris Dixon was in here earlier and he knows that we both, (laughs) we both have an affinity toward milk crates. And Josh says his humor is making him pale. Oh boy. And Liberty says his pails pun, his puns pale in comparison. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Here's a couple more. Rachel says used it for my seasonal clothes because they're critter proof. And I don't know how I missed this one, but I meant to mention it earlier. But again, you can do a poor man's washing machine and Brian's beautiful wife, Corey, She, of course, they, 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 I love their washing system, but if you were to take a five gallon bucket and use a homemade washing, not a homemade, but a a hand powered washing plunger, you could make again, a small off-grid washing machine with a plunger and a five gallon bucket. It would be a great way to do it. I even read a story while prepping for the show about a guy who did it even easier than that. He took a five gallon bucket, filled it half full with hot water, put his clothes in there, put his laundry detergent in there, snap the lid on, and then set it in the back of his camper while they were going on an eight or 10 hour excursion drive. And as they would drive and go around corners and hit bumps, it would agitate and stir it up. And it literally did all of the work for him. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, oh, Ted says you can make yourself a cut station out of a bucket. Uh, um, of your in bed too. I'm thinking he means like a first aid station. I'm not sure about that. Sorry if I misunderstood there, but yeah, um, that was another thing. Uh, like Mike talked about survival caches earlier. Well, you can also do like, um, certain survival buckets too. So you could have something for blackouts. You could have something for water contamination. You could, you know, have a bunch of different individual, um, basically, you can't call them a bug out bag, but individual reaction buckets so that you have th- everything you need for a certain scenario sealed in there. Now they're at home, so you can use them, or they're quick and easy to grab and go just in case you need them. Uh, yeah. And uh, the Philippine Nomad says stack or reinforce a few buckets together for a low grade stepping stool. I've used an upside down five gallon bucket many times as a stepping stool. The key is to stand on the outside edges and balance. But it works pretty good. Becky doesn't like it when I do it, of course. But um, some <laughs> Studio 8424 said, someone please kick the bucket or don't. Uh, and um, yes, oh yeah. And Dan says, this is an important one. You can also make redneck air conditioners with them. Yeah, like swamp coolers and that kind of stuff. Um, Oh, a sauerkraut fermenter. That's another great suggestion, Snail Creek. I love that one. Yeah, because you, again, Uh, I'm not sure. Do you need a bubbler for sauerkraut fermenting? But if you do, then you could do that on the top. Uh, Oh yeah. And Josh Sloan says uh, paper pulp mold for fire discs logs. Yep. You can take your wet paper, all of that beautiful, beautiful junk mail, push it down inside, maybe put something as a separator and then put some more on top. Ted really liked my bug out buckets. I like that quite a bit. And yeah, Ted said you could make yourself a cut station if you're really in need to. So yeah, you can make a a portable first aid kit that stays completely watertight and throw it in the back of your truck, just in case you're like me and you don't like to wear gloves and you try to cut something on your left hand off every time you work. (laughs) John Palmer says, we understand there's a language barrier between English and Canadian. Absolutely, because we sit on our Chesterfield and the water runs in our eaves troughs. And both those words are definitely Canadian-esque. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. That This has been a good episode. I think we will wrap her up here. This was a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this one immensely. And, yeah, if you guys keep sending the suggestions to me because, like I said, we could end up doing a follow-up episode down, down the road, too. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Liberty Meat Solutions just posted a meme over here and said, uh, Keep calm and chuck it in the fuck it bucket. I like that quite a bit. That is very wise words to live by. Do yourself, do it yourself, Berkey. And yes, you Americans need to learn. Thank you, Martinson family. I appreciate a fellow Canuck sticking up for me. So where do we go from this week? First off, we've had a ton of, it was really great to get some interaction over on the Prepper Broadcast Network tonight. So tomorrow on PBN, Carl A.D. Brown from Strange Truth deals with news stories, Christianity, and the topics that no one else wants to talk about. Always love hearing from Carl. He's a great feller, A really smart individual, uh, a talented author, and puts out some really good content. Now, where do you find me next? You guys know, and I'm excited for this one. I saw Letty Lou over in the Telegram group tonight. Saturday night, seven o'clock Mountain Time, we are going to do our first installment of the Going Home Book Club. I'm pretty excited about that. We're going to We're going to end up doing all of the books all the way along, but this first one will be where we kind of figure out what format we're going to use, how we're going to discuss it as a roundtable, but it will absolutely be in the podcast feed as a regular podcast episode. So if you like it, also, if you haven't read the series yet, spoiler alert, there's going to be spoilers. And then Sunday evening, we have Matt the Lawyer coming on. That's going to be a good one. I can't wait to chat. So get all your lawyer jokes, bring all your lawyer jokes with you because he appreciates them. He tells some really good lawyer jokes, and maybe we will, uh, I don't know, be able to get him to tell a couple too, hey? And uh, yeah, Letty Lou just shared her bucket list over on Telegram, and it looks like a bucket full of Carlsberg beer, so we'll go with that. Thanks, John Palmer. Guys, this was great. I didn't know the weather's nice. In the summer, we tend to have uh, smaller crowds, but this was damn near the biggest crowd we've ever had, so thank you, guys, and. The interaction across all the platforms you'd think would become confusing, but I just think it's great. We have all these, like we have this one big community who comes in through a bunch of different means. And I appreciate that guys. Uh, Yeah. And if you have any suggestions of other places you want me to stream to, I can work on it for sure. And of course, if you're a fan of TikTok, again, run by there and check it out. And it was fun. Thank you, Dan. Thanks Ted for a fun live stream. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Studio 88424 has a lawyer joke over here of some sort. <laughs> 400 lawyers at the bottom of a bucket. He means the ocean. Yes, and uh, yeah. So, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out with me. It was great. I really am looking forward to Saturday night. It's hey, there, there's Matt the lawyer now. He took upset, uh, Yeah, he took exception to the 400 uh, lawyers at the bottom of a bucket joke. So, anyway, guys, I appreciate it. So, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for being part of this wonderful workshop community thanks for helping me build something great i brag you guys up all the time but if you weren't here i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing and i started doing this before you guys were here because i knew you would be here so thank you and as always guys stay happy stay healthy and have a great week